Thank you as always for listening. Uh, in today's episode, Chris alone is going to talk about the new Marvel game some more. He'll talk more about numbers and his reactions and thoughts about the whole thing. And he's going to also compare these to some other Supers games because he's on a superhero's kick right now. Uh, he and I, being on opposite sides of the planet, are uh, experiencing, have been experiencing some troubles in scheduling. And so what we're doing is a couple of these uh, individual episodes now and again when we need a little bit of breathing room in our recording schedule. Thanks as always for listening. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. So this is the first solo episode I'll be doing. I think Jeremy's already done one. Um, we've just got a few scheduling problems at the moment. We'll be hoping to mostly record our episodes with two people, but he suggested that I do some solo ones. Uh, so because I've been looking at Marvel Multiverse role-playing game and writing about it a lot, I thought I'd uh, talk about that. And then if I do another solo one, I'll probably be looking at City of Heroes or maybe Dragon Prince. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago, the Marvel Multiverse game dropped and I had a look at it and there was things I liked about it and there was things I didn't like about it. And I'll come back to that later. Uh, but this will then put me on to having a look at other superheroes games. Um, and I'm kind of just on a big superheroes kick like recently between watching superheroes things on TV. The new Doctor Strange just come out. I'm pretty much not reading books at the moment. All I'm doing is reading comics, pretty much Marvel. Um, the only real miniatures game I play is Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is a miniatures game. Uh, and then recently I've also been playing the Marvel Champions card game. So I'm kind of like properly into supers and stuff at the moment. Although I've got this big D&D &D campaign running, I thought, you know, maybe at some point I'm going to be moving on to supers game. Actually, a lot of this is to do with the fact that I'm kind of keen on... Uh, being able to actually create content for, you know, whatever I'm into. So one of the problems I found with 2D20 is I can write stuff for 2D20. It's a very small audience. I don't feel like I'm really reaching that many people. Um, when I write stuff for Marvel Crisis Protocol, I get loads of views. Loads of people seem to be interested in that. But actually, I don't get a lot of feedback. Um, but at least I know people are reading it, which is cool. And so I was hoping, you know, like when I first started my blog, I was started on Marvel Heroic. And one of the things that was cool is I would be creating characters. It was a Marvel game, but I was creating DC characters for it. And, you know, and people were looking at them and people were interested. And I was like, this is cool. And, you know, that was kind of what started me off on the blog. Um, and then when Marvel Heroic kind of died, I stopped blogging because I didn't have something to blog about. And with Marvel Multiverse, because it's only got a handful of characters for it, and I was like, right, I can create characters for this. But when I started finding issues with it, I was like, right, maybe I need to find another superhero game where I can do the same thing. Okay, find a superhero game where there's a bunch of people out there and I can make characters for it, not just to play myself, but for other people to be able to, to play and other people to be able to read about and people to go like, yeah, I really like those characters. Um, obviously, to do that, I needed to find a superhero game that I was keen on, A, playing, but also B could make characters for and see people would be interested in those characters so i thought how hard can this be 
So I went and had a look at kind of what other super games out there. And that was kind of the things I was looking at. Okay, the kind of, right, I want a superhero game where I can make characters for it. And the characters are in, easy to make, but have different options. That the game is going to be fun. Um, but also there's some variety in the combat. That maybe there's like rules for other stuff, gadgets, summoning, equipment, that you know, kind of stuff. Um, if there's a license, cool. Um, but it doesn't have to have a license because, you know, I can make the characters for whatever I want to. And ideally a thriving community of people who want content. And this is where actually the last two I found kind of an issue with. So I started with like what I would consider like the main edition of any kind of superhero game, which is Mutants and Masterminds. Okay, it's like the biggest superhero game out there. It has a massive community and, you know, it's a pretty decent game. It's based on the D20 system back from third edition D&D. Um, but that was in its first edition and then second edition they kind of took it more away from D and now third edition it's quite a lot away from D and D. So, you know, it has a it has a D twenty to roll and that's about it. Most of the ability names have changed. Um, you know, it doesn't have armor class anymore, you don't have feats, uh, like huge chunks of stuff have, have changed. Um so in terms of good and bad bits about music mastermind, you, you can literally make anything you want. Um, down to crazy detail and doesn't have to be superheroes you can make things out of sort of other ip and other settings very very easily it really can let you do pretty much anything you want um it only uses a d20 so it's nice and quick to play and that includes damage when you do damage rolls you basically you roll a d20 and you're trying to beat someone's toughness or someone takes the damage and they make a toughness safe i can't remember which one it is but you know it can go either way basically um, it's pretty quick to play and um, powers can do more than one thing so you'll have a character who has like a power set up to do like a like cyclops will have a beam attack but then you can make a second version which has like a ricochet beam and then you have like a widespread area beam um, and you design all those in character creation but you can probably also do it on the fly depending on how you set it up on the fly it'd be harder because the rules are quite complicated in terms of character creation but once you've made the characters in play it's it's actually pretty straightforward um one of the downsides, though, is actually I don't really like that toughness role. Okay, it's the same thing I had in, in Savage World. You, what you might find is like you attack someone and you hit them, yeah, but then you don't beat their toughness, which then feels bad because you've done nothing. Um, you know, at least in D&D, if you hit someone, you probably do a tiny bit of damage. And then it, sometimes it can take a really long time. It's the downside of like hit points or health. But with Mutant Masterminds, you can kind of have like you hit but do no damage, you hit but do no damage, you hit but do no damage, and then you hit and take someone out. Now, it's not really that simple, but that's kind of sometimes how it can feel in play, which just isn't great. It's the kind of same kind of something that Savage Worlds has that you can hit, but not damage, hit, but not damage. Um, and in that, you can shake someone. So if someone else then attacks, then it sorts it out. Thing is, both of those games are kind of designed for being played in a group, but a lot of the time, actually, superheroes are meant to a one-on-one. So to me, when you have a superhero game where you actually have to have, you have to play in a group, that you cannot have one hero and one villain is a big flaw uh or you know where you need you basically need a group you can't have sort of two against you know one-on-one battles don't work you have to be teaming up on people that doesn't feel super heroic to me in some ways um and then the character creation of course the flip side of it being super detailed and you can make anything is also it's crazy complicated literally to the extent that to make a character like i made a character for the game i made captain carter and i had to use someone else's character that pre-built for captain america and then i had to use hero lab which is a really cool bit of software which luckily i'd already paid for and i already had the marvel uh, the mutants and masterminds license for 
that took me a really long time still to make a character. You know, I can knock up characters in other games like Marvel Multiverse relatively quickly, 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. It, you know, it took me sort of half an hour. Okay, it's because I didn't know what I was doing. And you'd get quicker over time. But that's the downside. So it's like a double-edged, you know. On the one hand, yes, you get super detailed character. You can make anything you want. On the other side, it just takes so long. And there's different ways of doing the same thing, which makes it a bit faffy. So with System Mastery, it would come there. And kind of my thought there was like, okay, I think initially I was thinking this is too complex. The more I looked, I was like, yeah, it is too complex. But it lets you do all the really cool stuff I want to do that other games won't let me do, Mutant Mastermind well. So I did build a character for that. And I posted it up and like some of the initial responses were literally, oh, you do know that other people have made this character. Oh, you, there's this place you can go and everybody's done the characters already. And literally people just saying, why are you bothering? And there was other people then kind of saying, oh, I think you should change this and I think you should change that. So it was cool. So I got some, you know, positive feedback. But actually there was, you know, it, it kind of felt mostly negative. The kind of the, the attitude I got was, why are you even bothering? So yes, on the one hand, a lot of people, if I wasn't even that many people, a reasonable amount of people, viewed the post a lot of the feedback was kind of like don't bother so that kind of put me off that like the amount of effort i'd have to go into make characters mutant master one and to be honest most of the characters i would want to make someone's already made so if i was just wanting to play a mutants masterminds then that's great okay? like all of the dc characters are already static because they did it for they did a dc version of mutants and masterminds when third edition came out um and if i want marvel ones you can find them on the internet like literally everyone is already there so it would be cool to play in it, but one of the things I was wanting is to make some characters and put them on the blog and have people read about it. And yeah, it didn't really do that. So if you're looking for a superhero game, okay, just to play, using Mastermind, definitely, like, thumbs up. Okay, it, it does actually play well. Yes, it's hard to make characters, but actually if you want to make a relatively simple character, you can. I've got this thing called, like, the basic hero book or something like that. And it makes it really easy. It breaks down, like sort of building blocks of, right, if you want this, you want a blaster-type character, I want a brick-type character, I want a psychic-type character. And you then sort of literally pick some options and it kind of custom-builds this character for you. And so it makes it really easy. And then if you want to go into really detailed character-making, you can. But it's actually, you know, so they've, they've released a book that makes it super easy. And actually, in play, it is very straightforward. Like I said, this, I don't like the toughness role, but it does stop fights being a massive slog. Like, you know, you don't have to go for a 400-hit-point health pool or something. Um, so it has pros and cons, but generally that it is a really good game. Um, another game which I looked at, considered kind of relatively, you know, Sentinel Comics. So Sentinel Comics had a lot of input, a lot of design from the people that made Marvel Heroic. Um, and it's relatively new. It's kind of only released in sort of the last year. And I think I'd, so when I knew the book, was I bought the PDF and then I, I ordered the book, pre-ordered the books when the book appeared in the UK. I got a copy of it. Um, and it has some cool things. It has a similar thing to Marvel Heroic, where when you roll dice, you are rolling like a D6 or a D8 or a D10 or a D12 if you're really good for things. And mostly you'll be rolling for like where your power comes from or what kind of skill it links to. Um, and then you're rolling that. There's some good stuff for scenes where like there'll be a th scene thing happens. You have to like hinder the scene thing that's going on, like what the bad guy's plan is. You're not just fighting people. You'll also be stopping things or saving people and stuff like that which again that's that's pretty cool so scenes aren't just hitting there's other stuff going on there's environmental things going on 
Um, and the basic rules are quick and easy. Where I have a massive problem with Sentinel Comics is making a character is crazy difficult. Now, this isn't like how hard it is to make a Mutants and Masters of Minds character because there's so many options. You have to like spend 150 points and you have to pay for everything. The way it goes is just bizarre. You like you start off with a, an origin and then there'll be a big table. And based on that table, it will point you to some other boxes. And those boxes will have some information you write on your sheet. And then you get to the next step. And again, you have to pick like, right, what 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 profession are you? And then that gives you a bunch of other tables you look at. And that's more stuff to write on your sheet. Now, I'm sure there's a way of just making characters from scratch. And I think it's called like the secret third way or something. But it's kind of hidden somewhere and that's not really explained. And there's people who clearly understand it and they're doing that. But when I was just trying, I literally, I couldn't finish making a character. I kind of felt like I needed, I needed a giant spreadsheet which had all these options so I could just click some and it would put it on for me. Kind of reminded me of D&D 4th edition where you had so much stuff that you have to write down that making a character became a pain unless you had an app for it. And Sentinels Comics, to my knowledge, doesn't have an app. Like I asked someone on a Facebook group and he said, oh, I just cut and paste from the book onto the character sheet. That's how I made my character. So certain characters you won't be able to make because the rules won't exist for that character um and for other characters you kind of have to change your vision of the character to match the stuff they give you in the game so it's just a really weird way of making a making a character which just really put me off um at the same time that although the there's interesting options like for your characters so you have this thing called like the, the gyro systems you start off with only your green abilities and if you take damage or the green scene progresses onto yellow you can now use your yellow abilities and then you can move on to your red ability which is like your big ultimate things the thing about that is on the one hand it's cool it gives you more options and if it doesn't give you all at one time the bad bit is is that you don't get your really cool stuff until either you're damaged or later in the scene which actually is really annoying um, and it also means combat can go on a long time. So, yes, there's a lot going on, but the lot going on, the, the one time we tried to play it, meant that, like, right, they're going to try and take out the minions. Oh, they're taking out the minions. Great, but then there's a big... Oh, we're going to fight the big bad guy. And, like, one combat thing took, like, hours. And this was only with two PCs, just because there was so much to fight through and stop and save these people, and there was kind of too much going on. Now, obviously, that was a pre-written one. You can design your own. But it just felt like it, you couldn't there was so much extra layers. Like there were so many extra meta layers they'd put on top of it. Um, they couldn't do that. And at the same time, it is actually a very niche game. The, the Discord's quite active, but there's not that many people playing it. So it's, you know, if I was to start throwing out characters on there, for a start, it would take me an hour to make a character for it. But then people, I don't think would be that bothered. So then it's kind of like, so actually the, the game isn't easy to make characters for. I didn't enjoy it in play. And the community element for me, where I want to you know do stuff and people go yeah and really like what i'm making just not there so sorry if you enjoy sentinels great it just you know it looked the book looks nice but no it wasn't keen um another one which i've looked at because again it's i say it's relatively you new. Know, prowlers and paragons the first edition is quite a while ago and the new one's called the ultimate edition um and then i've actually i missed the kickstart of the ultimate edition but i got on the kickstarter of something called blood and justice which was meant to be like an iron age setting uh which i got that that's pretty cool. It only used D6. It's a D6 like a uh, dice pool thing. So if you have an ability of 12, you roll, you roll your dice. Anything that's a four and a five counts as success. Sixes count double. Or it might be twos and fours as success and sixes count double. But, you know, obviously the math works either way. Uh, and you roll and the person does an opposed roll. And if you do more hits, you damage them. One weird thing here is there's no damage stat. So if you have a really good attack that gives you a dice of 12. But if instead of a really good attack, you're really strong, you might have a dice of 12. 
Um, and if you're in the middle, so your attack is a bit, you also have a dice of 12. And you do get this. Well, I remember making characters. I made I made two characters in League of Legends. The first character was like, oh, it's cool. I've done all this different stuff. And I made the second character. And I was like, right, they've got all this different stuff. But really, it would have just been narrative. Because it doesn't matter with one character shooting a fireball and the second character is hitting them with a sword. They still roll the same dice. And the effect on the enemies would still be exactly the same. Which just felt a bit boring. And we actually played it and played. I got, I got my friend Brian to play Cyclops that someone has statted. And it was just, it wasn't very exciting. It was like Cyclops blasts someone, which meant he rolled more dice, but then he kicked someone, which meant he rolled less dice. But there wasn't any difference in like the impact of what was happening. It was how many successes can you get through? And that's how much damage you do. Um, and then he fought this bigger guy who could roll more dice than Brian could. So he did more. And then they both started all out attacking, which meant they rolled more dice to attack, but got less in defense. And it just, it felt really samey. You know, we literally played for an hour and sort of ran two combats. Um, and they didn't feel like you could do a lot of different stuff. Kind of just felt like whenever you rolled dice, you were just... I mean, it basically could have said anything. It, might, it didn't matter whether it said blast or it said martial arts. It could have just said attack and defend, because that's all you were doing. Um, I imagine if people, again, if you've got some system mastery and you know what you're doing and you really get into it, it'd probably flow really quickly and you'd have a lot of fun, but it just didn't feel interesting at all to play it. So again, sorry. Um, again, similar thing that has a pretty active Discord, but the, the community is small. Like the Reddit's almost non-existent. When I kind of posted, people saying like, you know, where to go to make characters, and there was like one go going, I've made loads of characters, and that was it. It was like literally one of the designers and one other guy making characters on Facebook. And I was so you know, it is a game I could probably make characters for, and they'd probably be receptive of that because there's so few people money. But at the same time, there's so few people playing it, no one would care. Um, so that would be easy to make characters for, but. Yeah, I wasn't keen. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I had written on my website. And then I went to look some others. So um, I had this great idea. I was just going to look at drive through RPG and just look at the top 10 superhero games. Um, it kind of tells you that superhero games aren't popular because when you look on drive through superheroes aren't even a sub-genre anymore. Okay, if you look on the genre list, they're, they're under miscellaneous. Okay, so you, you look at it and look at this genre. Yeah, there is no superhero game. You have to click on miscellaneous and then click on superheroes. So clearly superheroes, you'd think they'd be crazy popular considering how like popular superhero films are, um, but they're really not on a role-playing game level. Um, either that or the market is so fractured that no individual game sells that many. So maybe like Mutant and the Mastermind sells loads and nothing else does. Um, so these are other games that I can't go into as much detail because I haven't really looked at the books and stuff. So the first one is Destined. Destin was number one on there. It uses a system called Mithras, which if you've heard of it, you know more about it than I do. I know it's based on basic role-playing, which is a percentage thing. I'm not super keen on percentage systems. Um, having looked, I looked at sort of the quick start for it. Um, it looked, looked okay. It looked quite confusing to me to how to make a character. I saw people then stat up various characters in games. And I think I looked at someone who made up four and like all his abilities were like 95% and stuff. And I was like, so we can't miss. I was really confused by that. Um, but although it's number one on, although it is number one on drive through, I'm not, you know, people, have, there's like one thread for it on, on RPG net. There's a tiny Facebook group. I kind of feel like it's the kind of game which is like, it's appeared and people are going, oh yeah, it's amazing. And then a month from now, no one will be talking about it again. Um, but yeah, looking at it, it didn't look the easiest thing to make characters for. Um, 
Savage Worlds is again we've talked about Savage Worlds occasionally here. I'm not the biggest fan of Savage Worlds. It does you know the Fast Furious fun thing it can be, but I've used it for rifts and to me it, it fails horribly at rifts mainly because it has a problem again similar thing. I don't I don't like toughness rolls. Savage Worlds has a damage roll, so you roll to hit, and the roll and to hit thing is fine. When you hit someone, you roll your damage, and what you're trying to do is beat the enemy's toughness. And if you beat it by enough, they take a wound. Now, this is fine when you're on Deadlands, like the original system it was made for level, where you, you, know, you, you probably beat their toughness, but you don't beat it by enough to wound them, but they shaken. And then someone else attacks them, and now they take a wound. And if you wound someone a few times, they go down, which is fine. The trouble is when you start playing with supers is you kind of have this thing where if bad guys have low toughness, you hit them with a power power character, you one shot them because you have so many wounds with one hit. Now that's fine, actually, because you kind of think, oh, that makes sense in supers. Where you have a problem is when you mix different characters. You have like a big heavy hitter, hits a wimpy, they just take them straight out. And if that's a player, they're just gone. I mean, they can use their points to stay up, but, you know, they're gone pretty quickly. Um, but then if you go up against someone who's got a really high toughness stat, what happens is you like you hit them and you do no damage. You hit them, you do no damage. You hit them, you do no damage. Then you get a really good roll and you one-shot them. Because the thing kind of still goes that you have to beat their toughness by four or five, whatever it is, to do a wound. The thing is, is that when their toughness value is very high, then suddenly you have this kind of maths problem of that either you will not beat their toughness at all or you get an amazing roll and you beat it by a mile and kill them. And you don't have any kind of slowly whittling them down. Um, and I've had that problem in Rifts, and I've had it when I've played in the previous version of the Supers, and I've had it when I played like sort of sci-fi things with battleships, like big starships fighting each other. It's just a case of like no damage, no damage, no damage, destroyed. Um, because they haven't put a thing in that kind of says like you have to beat someone's toughness by, you know, if it's a ten percent of their toughness or something, or twenty, whatever it is, a percentage. So it doesn't scale up. So the toughness goes up, but the, the how many, how much over the toughness you have to do per wound doesn't. So like at low level, it's like the toughness is five. And if you do five over, that's a wound and five over, that's another wound and so on. But if, the, if you need to do 50, it's still five over that is a wound and five over that is a wound. You know, if you're going to do 50 damage, the chances are you're either going to get 50 or you're going to get 80. So, um, and actually there's easy ways of tweaking that, but then... Yeah, I like playing rules as written sometimes, and it. So for me, Savage Worlds doesn't quite work, but I, you know, I probably will have a look at the new book at some point. And again, Savage Worlds got a pretty big community, and there's you probably can make characters relatively easily. So that might be one I actually go back to and go. Well, actually, if what I'm wanting to do is make characters, but I'm not really going to play in it, Savage Worlds might be great for this. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the next one was Ascendant, which I know basically nothing about. Um, I tried to have a look and see if there was an Ascendant community. I couldn't find anything, which means I basically know nothing about that game. Um, it's just on the list. Um, Sentinels and Paragons were actually the next two on the list, which I've already talked about. Um, and then it was Genesis. Now, the core book for Genesis doesn't really do supers. It says that it does. It has this tiny thing which explains how supers would work and talks about it's like super strength stats, but it's really badly done. Um, but someone has actually just very recently released a, a big new genesis thing on on drive through that you unless unless it was free but i assume you had to pay for it um but i haven't looked at it i actually think genesis could be really good at running a superhero system um but yeah i don't know about that much um the next one was masks now masks everyone who plays masks says it's amazing okay so first let's say you don't you don't see many people that go i played masks i didn't like it the problem with mask and it's again this is a problem from people who haven't played it which included myself 
is that masks isn't designed for four color supers. A mask isn't like um, you're just fighting bad guys and then there's a big evil guy with a plot. Masks is designed to play things like Young Justice. Okay, it's designed for sort of teen soap opera supers. Okay, so like Titans, where actually the interplay between the characters and what goes on is great. Now, considering I either play with my wife and my 10-year-old daughter, or I play with two guys, okay, none of those really works for playing a soap opera supers type game. So if that's what you want to play, a soap opera supers thing about characters, and it's like, you know, it's more about their emotions uh, and not about how cool their powers are, then it's probably a really good game. And if that's what you're looking for, something with a lot of role playing, then you know everyone says Masks is amazing. Go and play it. Sounds great. Okay, that's not the game I want. I want something you know more tactical that I can actually stat characters out for. And Masks isn't really the kind of game that cares so much about the stats. It cares more about the backstories of the characters, um, from what I understand. Um, Mutants Masterminds comes up neck on the list. So again, it's the biggest game, but it, although it's not new, I mean this is the difference. Everything else that's on that list has come out within the last few years. You know, Mask is probably older. Mutant Mastermind is like 10 years old. Okay, it's like really old. Because, in fact, it's older than that because I was statting things for Marvel Heroic, which is 10 years old, using the DC Mutant Mastermind 3rd Edition books. Okay, so Mutant Mastermind 3rd Edition now is like way over 10 years old. So to have it still in the top 10 shows that it's, you know, it's still a big game. Uh, the next one on the list was something called Claim in the Sky, which I didn't know what that was until I looked it up and I found out it was the Cypher system. Um, I just don't like Cypher system. I'm not going to go into why. I don't like it. Just end on. Um, and that was just the top 10. I could have go further, but I didn't. Uh, and there was a lot of other games I didn't really talk about on my blog, but I can go into a bit more detail here. So one other massive big one, which wasn't there, is Champions. Okay, Champions based on the hero system. It's really, really old. Okay, it's basically the oldest superhero game that's still going. Um, from what I understand, it's more complex than Mutants and Masterminds. So again, you can make like anything you want in it. And I think the combat's super detailed. Um, and people who are in it and have played it load say they love it. But I, every time I've tried to look at it, I'll just bounce straight off it. Like, it is way too complicated. It's far too crunchy even for me. Um, that's why I find it when people say things like, you know, 2D20 is too crunchy. And I'm like, no, you need to go and look at things like Champions if you want to see what a crunchy game actually is. Like, 2D20 isn't crunchy. Even, like, the crunchy end, like, you know, Infinity and Conan, that's not really that crunchy. Because in play, it's quick, and making characters is, like, super easy. Champions is crazy crunchy, but it's beyond what I can cope with. So it's meant to be great. It's too much for me. Um, other big ones. There's a lot of case of newer ones, two newer ones. There's something called Bash, Base and Axe and Superheroes. Um, it's, it's relatively quick to make characters for, um, but it's kind of, again, those things that it's so quick to make characters for that it's losing the detail I want. Again, it probably runs a super quick, fun game, but I want more tactical interest in my game bit, which is I'll come back to later. I have a problem. Uh, supers, not very imaginative name. Okay, the Supers, the newest version of that is Supers Revised Editions, or otherwise known as Supers Red. Um, that, again, I think is like a dice pool system. Again, it looks all right. It, kind of, it doesn't look a million miles different from Powers and Paragons. Um, you know, it's got lots of different powers in it. The powers have different things in it. So I think it's a bit more detailed than that. Um, but like this community for that is super tiny. There's like there's not many people playing it. So if I was to be writing stuff like that, I'd be, there'd be no one interested in it. You know what I'm thinking? Like when I when I write a thing, when I write a post and post into a community of a thousand people, I maybe get 
5% of those people are going to click on that and read it. So if I'm posting into a thing which has only got a couple of hundred people, people are, it's, it's not, you know, it's not worth the time, particularly if I'm not going to play it myself. Um, so in terms of older things then, um, the classic one is the Marvel Superheroes, okay, also known as Phase Rip. Um, there is actually that as it has a big community peak that is still going but it also kind of has the mutant and masterminds problem that a lot of the stuff that people would make for it that i could make for it people have already done so why am i making stuff for it if i want to play it i could play that um if i wanted to make stuff that wasn't so for example last year i wanted to play league of legends i did on jeremy's suggestion i used marvel superheroes to play it and it was it was all right but it felt like an old system there was things i didn't like about it i didn't really have skills there's weird things with armor um there's strange things about how like your points that you spend to do things better is also your experience there's just lots of little fiddly bits which people have probably house ruled but again i went onto the the facebook group and i posted what are the what are the house rules and some people said like oh, i didn't need any house rules and other people said like here's two of mine and, or people said there are no issues with the things i thought there might be issues with so that was a bit frustrating okay um yeah so marvel super does exist well there are loads of clones of them there's loads of various sort of phase rip clones of very you know where they've taken the thing and altered it a bit but almost every single time they do a clone there are very very few people playing it so although i could take one of those clones and make character most of those clones can just run the original stuff so there's no real point and the audiences for those are tiny um but yeah if you like marvel superheroes then you probably already like marvel Superheroes. you're probably already playing it um and if you want to play a clone of it you've probably already tried it so um if you again if you're if you're listening to this and thinking i have no idea which superhero games play actually dig up the marvel superhero stuff it is it's all free you can find it on the internet without too much searching um the licenses ran out and somehow no one cares even though it's got these licensed characters in it. you can just find it on the internet and there's some really good facebook groups where they're still making new stuff for it um you know it is a pretty good game it has it has flaws but there's loads of cool stuff like tactically in in combat there is loads of really cool stuff you can do and some of the out of combat stuff is a bit iffy but you know there's, there's really good stuff in there but actually one of the flaws i found with it is that the community is already there and the community is so big that it's like you're a new guy coming in it's like when you walk into the pub and everyone stares at you it feels like that going into that where everyone already knows everybody's already done everything and what's the point in making anyone you don't you don't need to be there so it's kind of too far the other end Okay, trying to find that sweet spot of a community where there's enough people there that are interested, but also not you're coming in at the start. That's why a new game is useful. Uh, Marvel Heroic still exists, but again, there's no one playing that game. Okay, well, people still do occasionally remote stuff. There was kind of an emergence of Marvel Heroic stuff after Marvel Multiverse came out, but it's already died down again. But, um, it's a cool game. I like it. There was things I didn't like about it, and I could alter it using Cortex, but you know, you've kind of heard my feelings about Cortex at the moment. Um, so some other old games DC Heroes that was really big back in the day but there hasn't been a new version of DC Heroes for ages I think actually that recently someone has taken the DC Heroes like engine how it worked and make the new game with like the, you know, the DC Heroes filed off um, and everyone tells me it's a good game but it's hard trying to find like that supposedly there is a community out there but again it's so you know their community might be the same as Mutants and Mastermind that, or Marvel Superheroes there's all people who've been playing it for ages. Uh, and in terms of the newer versions, I struggled to find them. Um, another semi, no, it's not semi new. It's probably about as old as Mutant Masterminds. I feel it's about 10 years old. It's called Icons. It's what the guy who did most of the Mutant Masterminds work, he then went and did Icons, which was kind of a bit of fate. 
There's also bits of phase rip in there. Um, it's a much more straightforward system. You roll 2d6, one's positive, one's negative. You add to your stuff. Again, it's, it's, it's relatively narrative and it's relatively light, but then to me, I find in play that I'm just... If you get really... When you're playing one of those kind of games, if you get really into the narrative of it, you can have a lot of fun. Um, but I just find I get bored so quickly because it's everyone's like, I punch. I punch again. I do my punch again. And, you know, they don't do... And it just the combat isn't interesting in that way. You've got to work to make the combat more interesting because your character only can do one attack. Um, you know, it's where the D&D falls down, which how it goes, you just, I just hit this, um, which is when D&D gets boring. You know, the wizards get to all these different spells in different situations and the fighters go, and I hit. And unfortunately, in a lot of superhero games, the characters all fall down to that. I hit. I use my most damaging attack. Um, so it is cool when characters have got attacks that, you know, they... They do piercing or they do an area effect or they can hit multiple people or, you know, they can do different things. And then there's non-combat stuff that you can do, which is also interesting, or you can help your teammates. Um, so kind of I'd gone through all of these superhero games and just found that none of a lot of them were doing a lot, some of what I wanted, but none of them were doing all of what I wanted. Um, the ones that were doing the most of what I wanted had other problems like mutants and masterminds where there was like things I didn't like about it or I kind of just bounced off the community, which then kind of brought me to other things. I mean, ideally, there'd be a 2D20 supers game. There was a guy on RPG.net who actually started creating a 2D20 supers game, um, but two weeks since he last posted. And so, I, you know, maybe not enough people were posting and he just gave up. I don't know. But, you know, 2D20 supers could be really cool. I think it's a ton of work. We've mentioned this in the past, an absolute ton of work. Um, but I kind of ended up coming back to, you know, Marvel Motorverse is doing a lot of what I, I want. Characters are easy to make, but actually have a, a decent amount of options. Um, I have found making them more easily that it's very hard to make characters the same power sets different. So, like, if you're trying to make Spider-Gwen and Spider-Man, they are basically the same. Of course, when you think about it, you think, well, they are basically the same. Just wearing different colored outfits and one's female um but you know they are there's not a huge amount of leeway to some things making characters different that's that's a bit awkward but making characters is easy i've made a bunch of characters i'm making like one a day at the moment um and it's easy to do and they have interesting abilities and when you play combat the combat is interesting okay you do have different ways of doing it so i played like a rhino versus spider-man thing earlier and rhino was doing like different attacks he had like sort of four different attacks he could do and these weren't complicated and Spider-Man had a bunch of different things he could do. And then they had reactions because it kind of works off a D&D thing of you've got like a action, bonus action, move action, reaction. It's not cool. And Spider-Man gets two reactions. So he could do different stuff. And then when he realized he wasn't doing enough damage to Rhino, he switched to doing wisecracking as well, which did psychic damage uh, to Rhino's focus, which is like your power pull. There's some really good stuff in there. It feels like playing a superhero game. Um, and it has got a license. So it means I can just adapt characters really easily. Um, and there is the community is interested. When I release stuff, I've had so much positive feedback off stuff I've been doing uh, for Marvel Multiverse. The problem is, is that the most positive feedback I've had is where I've been ripping the game to pieces. There are huge, huge flaws with the game. I'm not going to go into that now because apparently I've already been wittering on for over half an hour. Um, so I think that's for another post. But it is a game that looks really cool, which is why I'll probably do another, another podcast um, talking about what is good and what is bad about it but yeah as much as all these other things for me because there's this one thing that i really want to be involved in creating stuff for this game and people reading it and going yeah that's really cool um marvel multiverse is the one i can do that the most 
UK, there is, there's not so few people interested in it that no one's reading my posts, but there's also it, the community isn't 10 years old and everything that can be made has already been made. Okay, it's a nice sweet spot. It's at the start of the game. So I'm right in there at the start, posting and stuff. Um, and people are liking it and that's cool. Um, but yeah, next episode I do, I'll probably have a look at some real problems with it because there are, okay? I mean, I, you know, kind of do go out and have a look at it. It's like, you know, the play test's only, it's like $10 or 10 quid or something. It's not, it's not expensive. Um, I think you have to look hard to get it. You probably can get it from Amazon, but you, you actually have to look more at comic shops to get hold of it than game shops. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's a cool game. It has some really good stuff in it, but it is only a play test. Okay, so word of warning, there are massive flaws in it. Um, but certainly, if you're in a, for a superhero game a year after I've recorded this, that might be the one to get. Um, failing that, if you are just looking for a superhero game to get, I probably would suggest Mutants and Masterminds. It's probably the best one of all of these. But actually, if you want something really quick to play and you're more on the narrative bent, then yeah, go, go with Sentinels or Prowlers. Right, I've witted on long enough, so I think I'll uh, stop there. So Jeremy hopefully will be doing an ending bit, in which case, hi, Jeremy. Uh, and if not, I'll see you all next time. Of course I'm going to do some kind of an outro. Anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, we will get Chris to record another episode just about, as he says, the maths of the new Marvel game and, uh, and what's wrong with it and where, uh, where he thinks it can be fixed. Thanks again for listening. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.